Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm talking with Michelle Sakazaki the founder and owner of Kazumi Wines here in the Napa Valley. Michelle, it is so fantastic to be sitting down with you today. Hi, Michelle. Thank you for having me. I know this is like the Michelle and Michelle show. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Square. One of the kind of interesting components, among many others, is that you were born in California, but you grew up in Tokyo crazy. And then you came back to California. Correct. (laughs) How many people have done that? Well, my two sisters, for sure. (laughs) Yes. How was that growing Um, up in Tokyo? It was amazing. Yeah. I mean, Tokyo in general is just, you know, it's a, it's a big city, but it's very clean and organized and very, it was very safe at the time. So, you know, from when we were little, we would ride the train to school and it would take us, I went to a small private um, American school there. And um, it would take us about an hour and 15 minutes one way (laughs) on the train. But you felt safe, you know, from when we were in elementary school. So we would travel together, my two sisters and I, back and forth, and we were very independent. It was a lot of fun. Um, It was a great childhood, yeah, experience. At what age did you return to California? When I graduated high school, um, I got into UC Davis. So I moved back here uh, to go to college. You went to UC Davis, and you didn't study wine, which I found very intriguing. It's pretty funny, um, especially now working in the wine business. You know, I even have my UC Davis alumni tag on my license plate. And um, so people ask me, oh, so did you study wine? And I'm like, actually, no. I went in as um, a biochemistry major, but then came out with a textile and design major. (laughs) Amazing. This story has so many twists and turns because then you worked in the fashion industry as a designer for nearly eight years for some really, some fantastic brands. Talk to us about, about that. That was pretty much your first full-time job. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, um, I went to uh, Milan and I got my uh, master's in fashion design and then from there, I was lucky enough to get uh, a stage, an internship at um, Missoni. And that internship actually turned into a full-time job. Um, and it was like a dream come true. It was, it was one of the most amazing um, experiences. Long hours, <laughs> little pay, but, you know, I loved it. Um, I learned so much, and it was very hands-on. Um, it just, yeah, it was... A really, really good experience for me. So do you critique everyone's clothing everywhere you go? I actually don't. If you see me right now, I'm in jeans and a top. I know, but you're so cute. (laughs) So I'm, I'm, even though I love fashion, I love art, you know, I'm pretty casual. And so, yeah, I don't, I don't really critique. No, I wouldn't say critique people's fashion sense. (laughs) So you worked in Milan, but then you, you ended up in New York City. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was a great experience, but, you know, I just missed home. I missed friends, my family. So I decided, you know, I would like to continue working in fashion, uh, but New York seemed like a good, you know, compromise um, 
not Europe, you know, but not moving back to the U.S. like somewhere like California or L.A., just so different. Um, plus, you know, there's a big fashion industry there. So I moved to New York. Um, uh, when was it? 2007, and then worked at Armani Exchange for three years. I want to talk about this yeah. a little bit because yeah. it was a good part of your life. Mm-hmm. Was there someone that was instrumental to help guide you along the way, a mentor or someone that... <gasps> helped you succeed well yeah so when i got my master's at um in milan it was uh, at this institute uh instituto marangoni my professor there she was actually um she worked at misoni and so she's the one you know who kind of helped me get the internship there um christine um so she was definitely a mentor there and of course my uh, boss at misoni nicola he was amazing he was just so supportive like an older brother to me and helped me you know I was living in a strange country learning everything didn't have family you know to help me and support me and he was there for me all the time 100% so yeah I would say that those two people for fashion as a designer you're on top of all the trends right (laughs) I don't know yeah I was not anymore (laughs) Well, I mean, it has to be so exciting. Fashion week, right? I mean, it was so exciting. We would have, yeah, during fashion week, fashion shows. I mean, we wouldn't sleep. We'd probably get like two hours of sleep a night prepping, you know, everything, making sure everything's perfect. And the day of the actual fashion show, I mean, adrenaline, you know, running, excitement. You see, you're helping change the models and you see them run down, you know, walk down the runway and you're like, wow, we just spent like six months on that. You know, and, and it's over <laughs> and it's over, but you get to see it from, you know, ideation to creation. And, right. and it's, it was such an amazing feeling and experience. Yeah. How do you walk away from all of that? I was burnt out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I'm sure most people know, you know, devil wears Prada, right. see like the ugly, I guess, of fashion and yeah, especially New York, you know, I mean, great city, so much fun. But we worked really hard, and I think I played a little bit too hard, too, that, you know, in the end, it was just too much for me, I think, physically and mentally. So I just needed, you know, a change. You have pace. You got the wine bug when you were in Italy. Isn't that right? That's right. (laughs) Tell us the story. Well, I mean, I guess there is no real story. It's just... um, you know, wine is just such an integral part of the Italian, you know, lifestyle, not just Italy, but like in France and Europe. Um, and it's, it's, it's just every day, you know, something you do every day with your family, with your friends, it's, you know, people drink even at work at lunch, you know, you have your little glass of wine, no big deal. Um, and I think that's where I just started, you know, I found myself appreciating and, you know, loving wine and love drinking it as well. But that's where, yeah, the love started. Yeah. In Italy. When did the idea pop in your head that you wanted to start a wine brand? So the wine brand, well, before that, um, when I you know, decided I wanted a career change um, after New York, my coincidentally, my father started a wine club business here in Napa. And he actually asked my sisters and I, the whole family, hey, do you want to invest in the business? You know, do you want to become partners? And we said, sure, why not? And um, about six months into... Um, you know, from when my dad started the business, he realized, oh my gosh, this is a lot of work. You know, I need help. And at that time I was, you know, already thinking, well, I do, you know, if what, if I don't do fashion, what would I like to do? And I was thinking I would either want to go back to culinary school or learn about wine. So it kind of just happened, you know, 
perfectly. And mm-hmm. I said, hey, if you need help, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll come help you out with the wine club business, learn about wine at the same time and see if this is something I want to do. And so that's, you know, what brought me into the wine industry. And then how many years later? Fast forward like 10 years, I think, later, or is it 10 years? Yeah, eight years later, um, I had an opportunity. One of my good friends' um, parents has a vineyard in Rutherford, and they had some extra Sauvignon Blanc grapes. And they always knew that I was interested not just, you know, in sales and marketing of wine, but the backside, you know, of, of wine. And so they said, hey, you know, do you want to try to make some wine with our grapes? And I, <laughs> and I couldn't refuse. I just said, that's a great opportunity. Why not? And that's how it all started. <laughs> out of the blue. <laughs> out of the blue. Exactly. <laughs> and your first vintage of Sauvignon Blanc yes. was released in 15, I believe, 2015. That was the first vintage. Yes. Yeah. And Kazumi Wines was born. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Just a half a ton of Sauvignon Blanc. That's it. That's <laughs> awesome. And a year later, you came out with Cabernet? Uh, yeah, the 2016 vintage. Yeah, we, um, not a year later because it takes three years right. to make I'm it. Right, I'm sorry. Yes. 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 So in 2016, I also purchased some uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, and it came out three years later. We're in 2022. Yep. (laughs) Do you you still love the wine business? I do. I don't regret it one bit, changing my career. that's good. Yeah. And I definitely plan on staying in the wine business. What do you personally enjoy most about it? Um, I think it's the people, you know. Not just the people, that wine brings people together. Wine is, you know, it's alive. It's always evolving. I mean, people could talk about it for hours. Um, You enjoy it over a great meal or you could just have it outside next to the pool. And it just, I feel like it's always an icebreaker. And um, yeah, I just love that. It brings so much joy to people. How much wine do you make? (laughs) It's very, very small production. I only make right now about 300 cases. Oh my God goodness it is teeny i know but uh so this year the 2022 harvest we're hoping to make double that okay so if somebody wants to taste Mm -hmm. your wine how how can they go about doing that they would have to contact me directly (laughs) i don't have a tasting room but i can make it happen okay and also we have the wine poured um at several japanese restaurants not just japanese and also a barbecue restaurant in napa so you could taste the wine at the restaurants as well Okay. Are they listed on your website? Yes, they are. Okay, super. I heard some top secret information. (laughs) Okay. I hear you're making wine out of an extra special grape. Yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, So this uh, grape variety is called Koshu, and it's um, from Japan originally. Well, Originally, they say, you know, it's been in Japan for about 2,000 years now. It ended up here back in the U.S. at, um, not back, but it ended up here in the U.S. at UC Davis. And they cleaned up the vines, and um, they started selling the canes at oh. uh, uh, Foundation Plant Services. And so we were able to acquire some of these canes and plant them um, in vineyards throughout Napa, Um how many locations? One, two, three, four locations. And two th- uh, 2021 was our first year to be able to bear some fruit. Oh, exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. So, I mean, Koshu as a wine, there isn't you know much of a production even in Japan. And I think there's one winery in Germany, actually, that makes a Koshu wine. But it will be the first of its kind um, coming in the, the U.S. US. Yeah. And... 
Can you give us an idea of what the flavor profile might be? Yes. So it's um, low alcohol um, wine. So I would say the one that we have is about 11.5, 12%, similar to the, to the Koshu wines in Japan. So it's really bright acidity, crisp, you know, lemon. I get a lot of um, pear, um, and it pairs really well with Japanese food. Perfect. And other, yeah, other Asian foods and seafood as well. Mm-hmm. And when will that be available? Um, we aren't sure the exact date yet, but sometime this spring. Oh. Yeah, very soon. soon. But it's very limited because we only um, harvest harvested less than a ton. So, yeah, we'll have maybe 50 cases. Very, very limited. So if anyone wants this wine, you better jump on it <laughs> or hunt Michelle down, one or the other. This is fantastic. Kudos to you for trying something completely different. Top moment of your career so far? Um, yeah, I think creating Kazumi wines. Being able to bring um, you know, my passion for wine and also you know, my artistic side together in creating a brand and a label. That was probably the top moment for me. How do you keep going? What drives you? My parents... They're really hardworking. Um, they, you know, they built a business in Japan, um, their own business. They ran it for like 40 years. And I guess seeing that, I think that seeing their drive um, drives me too. I want to, you know, emulate that. I want to, I want to have a successful career yeah, in business. They seem like great role models. Very, very good examples. Yes. If someone came to you and said, I want to start a wine brand, what would you tell them? Do your research. <laughs> I know I did it. You know, I just kind of did it on a whim, even though I was in the industry. But yeah, definitely do your research. <laughs> Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Let's move on to your personal life. Okay. You actually live in San Francisco, but you escape to your parents' I'm going to say compound in Napa when you do your wine work. If we took a step inside your home in San Francisco, how would you describe your decorating style? Um, colorful and yeah, cozy probably. Mm-hmm. What's the color scheme? Gosh, um, I love all colors, so I don't really have predominant. You know, I have a lot of like red, pink, blue, you know, lots of colors. I love color. (laughs) When you kick back and relax, what kind of music do you put on? Um, I like a lot of like indie uh, music, uh, electronic music, actually, like ambient. Um, But if I'm like relaxing, I also like to um, listen to podcasts a lot. So that's what I like doing if I'm taking a bath or knitting or, yeah, that's relaxing to me. You knit? I do. (laughs) How long have you been um, Since probably college. Wow. How did you get started? Well, uh, be, you know, being in fashion, yeah. textile and costume design. So I think I took a class on knitting and, and crocheting um, and weaving. What do you knit? These days, These days I knit hats um, or mittens. I knit my, knit my mom's mittens, um, things like that. Yeah. Coincidentally, you are the <laughs> second knitter I've talked to this week. Oh, really? <laughs> it's really relaxing. It must be. 
Other than your own wine, what do you like to drink at home? Are you a wine girl? Oh, I'm a total wino. Um, even after I do wine tastings all day, tasting like 200 wines at the end of the day, you know, a lot of people want to have a glass of beer and I'm like, no, I'll, I'll Take stick more. to white wine. <laughs> do you have a favorite varietal? Uh, I do love Sauvignon Blanc. That's why mm-hmm. I make uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Um, but I also love sparkling wine, champagne, and I like drinking spritzes. You've done quite a bit of traveling. Is there a meaningful trip you can tell us about? I mean, it's a trip that I took when I was uh, young in high school, actually. I went to the Philippines for the first time uh, through school. Um, we were in this um, program, Philippine Relief Program. And, um, you know, coming from growing up and coming from Tokyo, I, you know, I kind of lived in this bubble, um, going to private school, you know, uh, I don't want to say spoiled, but, you know, I had privilege, privilege, exactly. And then going for, to the Philippines for the first time, um, it was yeah, life changing for me to see, you know, um, certain living conditions, um, people without electricity, without bathrooms in their homes. But what was great was everyone was just so happy all the time anyway, you know, and it really, I think, moved me and kind of changed me and, um, yeah, kind of changed my perspective in life. And um, so, yeah, in that way, it was really meaningful. I'm curious, other than knitting, do you have any other hobbies or do you collect anything? I think you might play golf and surf. I do. (laughs) I don't do either one of those very well, but I love doing anything outdoors pretty much. Yeah. So I love surfing. I love golfing. I like to play tennis. All not very well, but (laughs) I love it. But recently, yeah, I've been getting more into golf. Why? Why? (laughs) Hitting a ball to some hole you can't see. I know. It's weird. But it's also, it was something, you know, I got back into during the pandemic because it was one of the things that you could do outdoors. Okay. Um. And I also love um, painting, so oh. I paint a little bit. And the actually the um, painting it. on the label is is something I did. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. So what is is it watercolor? It is. Yeah. And is that your medium of choice? Um. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, fascinating. <laughs> I love it. That should just do a little bit of everything. <laughs> it's amazing. Well. I think we're going to wrap things up. Okay. Which means that you have to answer five random, lighthearted questions. Okay. So you ready? Yep. What kind of car do you drive? An Acura. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Sunflower. What's your favorite holiday? Halloween. Is that a holiday? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Who's your favorite designer? Ooh, wow. That's hard. I can't pick. Who's one of your favorite designers? Well, obviously, Missoni. I worked there. It was, yeah, amazing. And another small um, uh, fashion company called Roca. I also did an internship there as well in Milan. Yeah. Okay. And who is one of your favorite actors? Hmm. Or actresses. Or actresses. Meryl Streep. I mean, who doesn't love her? I know. She's so good. <laughs> Michelle, so much fun hanging out with you today. Super fun. Thank you so much. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.